this episode of Sports Force, it is week 13 game pick episode. We'll go through all the games, go through all the picks, and try to get this out before Thursday night football hits. We are just about to kick off, so let's kick off this show. It's Sports Force. A Garage Sports Media production. I am your host, Aaron. Today is Thursday, the last day of November. Tomorrow is officially December. Holy shit, where did this year go? And I got all sorts of invites for all holiday parties over the last like 48 hours and then a New Year's party. So all of a sudden, I'm like, man, we are really kicking into full swing here. Holy shit. But we've got football starting tonight with Thursday Night Football. So it is the weekly picks episode. So what I started doing now is I got the notes. I played with the playoff predictor already, so I kind of have an idea how it goes, though I can't remember. But I'm going to make the picks. I'm going to plug them into the playoff machine as we go, and then we'll talk about what the playoff picture looks like at the end of that. And hints, it's good news for my team as far as the picks that I went. We'll see how this week goes. But let me start somewhere else before we get into the picks, because remember last episode when I said, hey, we don't have to talk about the Jets anymore, right? That did not last long at all, because apparently the Jets have opened the window for Aaron Rodgers to start practicing. They talked about a 21-day window. I didn't see anything about that, and I was actually listening to Paper Route earlier, and Brandon Marshall's like, I played in the league for a long time. I don't know what a 21-day window is, so... Just kind of a weird time frame. I don't know if it's a Jets thing or what, but in the next 21 days, he could be cleared for full practice, but there's a video of him going around social media where he's dropping back and throwing a pass. And I don't even know what to think. For anyone else, this is a year-long recovery. But Rodgers, three months removed, is already dropping back and throwing a football and getting cleared for practice. Like, I don't get it i don't at all like on one hand he believes the craziest shit he's obviously a conspiracy guy and he likes to get on pat McAfee's show and talk about being anti-vax endlessly and it's pretty fucking annoying so off the field it's easy to roll your eyes at this guy on the field though he's incredible he may be the quarterback i've loved to watch of all time so there's always this like flux with him whenever this stuff comes up it's like is he really gonna do it and i said it could be the last week. That is just, it just feels right to me. But Aaron Rodgers is like that uncle no one wants to talk to. Like at, at holiday parties, like we just had Thanksgiving or like maybe a Christmas thing. But at the same time, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. And that to me just felt accurate. Like that is what he is. And it's accurate because he doesn't even talk to his family. So, I mean, I just kind of put those pieces together. But I'm sticking with my prediction from the last show. I bet he suits up. He's back for a few weeks as like the backup. So he'll be suited up. He'll be on the field and then plays that last game and murders the Patriots. It just, it feels like that's how this season's going to get capped off, especially for NFL news. So, of course, we had to talk about the Jets. I might as well just have Jets corner at this point because I'm sure there's going to be more stuff coming out this next week. Oh, man. Anyways. We are at week 13, so let's look at this slate of games, make some picks, put them in the playoff machine, and see what that says. And we start tonight, 
Thursday Night Football to Seahawks and Cowboys. Now, my instinct is to say, oh, easy, Cowboys beat up on bad teams. But I can never shake that surprising loss that hits the Cowboys at one point in the season. You could say it was the Cardinals, but the Seahawks were good. They were a lock for the postseason, but they haven't looked good the last couple weeks, especially Geno Smith. So I just have this nagging feeling that Pete Carroll can get a spark from the Seahawks and they shock everyone Thursday night. It just feels primed for it. And now for sure, because everyone's high on the Cowboys, and once they reach the top, they give you doubt, it just feels like it could go either way. I want to say the Cowboys, and it's it's a likely scenario, right? Yes, I mean, as much as I want to play around with it, the Cowboys win. I'm just hoping it's close so it's fun. But I do have the doubt. I do have that thing in the back of my head that says, pick the Seahawks, pick the Seahawks. But I, I'm going Cowboys. So let me hit the predictor real quick. Hit the win for the Cowboys. So it's locked in. It's done. We're not going back, okay? And we have the Colts and the Titans up next. And it's pretty obvious at this point that the Titans aren't good. I mean, despite Will Levis throwing a beautiful ball, the offense struggles. That's what's been going on the last couple weeks. They need O-line help as much as I hate to say it. They need to move on from Derrick Henry as well. He doesn't look like the dominant Derrick Henry we saw who could just break through any line and you couldn't stop him or tackle him no matter what. So it's pretty much just pick against the Titans at this point and to win. Kind of seems that way. And the Colts currently hold the seventh seed in the AFC and are better than we all realize. But now without Jonathan Taylor for a th- few weeks for thumb surgery, that's a question. So it's a good week for the tit- to get the Titans, get Zach Moss back in the full load of running back duties, and I think the Colts win this one. So let me pull that up. Let me hit it. They're a little out of order from how I have them. So Colts win. Okay, let's move on to the next game. Chargers-Patriots, the first toilet bowl, because there is more than one this week. Will Bill Belichick finally not start Mac Jones? And how many picks can Bailey Zappi throw before he gets benched for Mac Jones? And then Mac Jones throws a handful of picks just to complete the circle of Patriots quarterbacks. The Chargers should win because the Patriots are really that bad, but you never know how the Chargers will figure out how to lose. It's probably tough for them to even get in their own way in this game, maybe. So Brandon Staley's job is probably safe for another week. I mean, that's if he even gets fired during the season. So it's not even like a coach hot seat game because it doesn't seem like Bill Belichick will lose his job at any point in the season, no matter how bad they are. But yeah, I just... It's not really that much of an interesting game, right? So I'm just picking the Chargers. So I'll pull that up, click it. Lions-Saints would be the next game. Lions get a get-right game because the Saints are trash. For whatever the Saints can do to get downfield into the red zone, they sputter, sputter out and die within 20 yards of the red zone. Or Derek Carr throws a terrible pass for a pick six like last week. But Jared Goff needs a turnover-free game and to build back confidence. If he's having doubts, because it's been a bad two weeks of picks and fumbles. And so to me, this just feels like an offensive slump buster for the Lions. They should get a win without too much pushback. The Saints players are all on self-preservation mode in press conferences, which is the I'm just trying to keep my job moment of the year as they watch a division pass them by. I think uh, Alvin Kamara had a press conference where he was just like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, you know? Then Derek Carr was out there like, well, I can't tell you what we're trying to fix schematically or anything like that. I can't give it away. And it's just like, yeah, all the signs are to uh, the season's over for them. 
So I'm taking the Lions in this one. I'm going to go hit that one. And Lions win. All right. Next game, Falcons, Jets, and real exciting, right? Well, the Falcons now hold the NFC South because someone has to win, and they're the prettiest pig of the group. Now, they could be better if Arthur Smith didn't uh, mismanage a team each week or if they had a better quarterback. So it's obvious to everyone else, when you put Bijan Robinson on the field, he'll make plays and get yards and keep your offense moving. Arthur Smith doesn't seem to see it. Desmond Ritter's good for a few picks a game, but they are playing the Jets. Tim Boyle's going to get the start again, but who cares? I'm more interested in... Does the Jets' defense have any life left knowing the offense can't do anything? Like, is Robert Sala going to use this latest Rodgers thing as a spark? I mean, it seems like a perfect moment for it. You get him back, give them something to fight for, maybe. I just don't... Do they even have a way to the playoffs at this point? Like, we just need one win. Give me one, and there's a chance he comes back and the season isn't lost. I mean, it just seems unlikely. But the Jets... Offensive line is non-existent, and the offense can't score. So at some point, the defense just feels like they are going to be done. I mean, I've said this all season long. You know, players don't quit because they are playing for their job. But there is a point where it's hard to get the same performance out of these guys, and it just feels like that's coming any day now for the Jets or any week. My doubt comes creeping in, though. It's creeping back like I with the Seattle and the Cowboys because the Falcons aren't exactly a good team. And they seem to like give up games in weird ways, like I was talking about the mismanagement. So maybe this is a game that the Jets could squeak one out. Uh, I, a lot of times I'll go with the uh, nag, but this week I'm kind of just going with what seems like the most likely outcome. So I'm going to take the safe bet in the Falcons. But I also won't be surprised if the Jets win by, like, a field goal. So three points. I mean, that seems like it could happen, too. So let me find this game real quick and hit Falcons. Locked in. Then we have the Cardinals versus the Steelers. Uh, These are the games that keep the Steelers in the playoffs, even if they're not that good. I mean, the Steelers aren't really a good team, but they do keep winning. Between Kenny Pickett out there and whatever's going on with their wide receivers – Like, there just isn't much. And I mean, when you watch the games, they just don't look good as a team. But they do get the Cardinals this week, who are once a tough team, a tough team that you can beat. Now they're just a team that you can beat. They did not look good. They were trash last week. And so the Cardinals are bad. They suck. Kyler Murray did not look good last week. So it's basically a gimme game for the Steelers, and it just keeps them in the playoffs. So it's, I don't have any nag on this one, so I'm picking the, uh, the Steelers. Where is it on my little thing here? It's good podcasting when I'm just doing like visual stuff of trying to find a game and click it. And for some reason, I really cannot find this one. There it is. Got it. All right. Next up, we've got the Dolphins and the Commanders. The Dolphins, much like the Cowboys, typically beat the shit out of bad teams, and the Commanders are a bad team. I mean, not much you really need to know on that, right? This is about a plane of a pick as you get. Like, the Dolphins are still on the frog tag. I almost said frog tag. On the fraud tag, and I said for a couple weeks before they play a team with a winning record. But this game doesn't really move them any closer to getting the fraud tag off. The commander's just trying to get through the season before they blow it up. Really seems like it. Like, although this could be the game that loses Ron Rivera's job, 
That's something that could be interesting. So maybe it's a, a hot seat game. Maybe. I don't know. Kind of seems like they're going to hold on to him and get rid of him at the end of the season, but I just don't see him coaching the Commanders next season. Again, it's a pretty easy pick here. So it's Dolphins for me. Let me find this one. Got it. Found that one a lot easier. Let's go to Broncos against the Houston Texans. Okay, here's what I want slash expect. Houston throws all over the Broncos to run up the score while the Broncos offense struggles for touchdowns and settles for field goals. That has been about how they've played, although they looked better against the Browns. Like I said, against the Browns, that was a victory they earned what looked like for the first time in this stretch that they've had of wins. I want and expect C.J. Stroud to throw over 300 yards for three or four touchdowns while Russell Wilson doesn't even throw for one. Houston exposes the Broncos for who they really are and takes some wind out of the Broncos' sails because this fan base, again, is driving me goddamn bananas with all their like deep playoff talk and who can beat the Broncos. I know they're hot right now. I know that winning is contagious. But I just think the Houston Texans are better. I think the Broncos have squeaked out wins, even wins they shouldn't have had. Go back to the Bills. They actually lost that game and then won it because 12 men on a special teams, but they missed that field goal originally. But here's the part that I have to wrestle with that I really had to put in here, and I hate that I have to do it, but here's what could happen. Houston has their worst week ever, maybe besides the Panthers game, and looks lost. They turn over the ball, giving the Broncos good field position where the Broncos just field goal themselves into a win. If the football gods are paying attention, this Broncos, Broncos luck train needs to end. Please, please don't let it be another one where the other team just gave them every opportunity to win. I just can't do it anymore. So I'm picking Houston in this one, and that's just not my Broncos hater coming out. That is truly how I feel about this game. I even said that on the last episodes we looked at the Broncos' schedule. So, Texans on that one. Let's go to the next one. We have got Panthers against the Buccaneers for the second Toilet Bowl of the week. Does anyone even care about this game? Do Panthers or Bucks fans even care about this game? The season is really over for both teams. The Panthers already fired their head coach. Oh, shit. <laughs> As I'm saying this, not even in my notes, this is an interim coach game. Actually, I don't even know who the interim coach is, but that changes things because every time there's a coach firing, when you get the interim coach, the team always wins. I mean, I just always assume the Panthers lose, but, oh, man, interim coach game, players just trying to keep their job. The, okay, the Panthers did get that surprise win against the Texans, so you know what? Fuck it. I'm going Panthers on this one. This is the one I'm going to go against what seems obvious, which is to pick against them. And I just went against all my notes that I had in front of me. So that's fun. Browns versus the Rams. Is it Joe Flacco time in Cleveland? Seems headed that way. Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's in concussion protocol. Joe Flacco's the backup. I assume he's taking the starter reps as Dorian goes through the uh, concussion protocol. So to me, it really just comes down to what version of each team shows up. Do the Browns show up with that unbreakable defense, or do the Rams show up with last week's offensive assault? The Rams' offense was insane last week. Both running the ball and passing. Cooper Cup appears back in maybe not at 100%, but even at less than 100%, he's still incredible. I think he's still got like a nagging uh, ankle thing that seems to bother him throughout the game. 
Kyron Williams was a beast running the ball last week. And the Browns let the Broncos run all over them and then started giving up big pass plays as the game went on. So could be the case this week, too, because I'd say the Rams offense is scarier than the Broncos offense. I mean, that's when it's clicking, which it looks like it is again when they have all their players back. The Rams are fighting to have a chance at the seventh seed. There's a way that they could get in, and especially with the way the NFC is, and the Seahawks seem to be falling apart. This could open the door for the Rams, so they do have something to play for. So you know what? I am taking the Rams in this game. They've just got the fight to never be out of it, and I think that carries them over the hump. So I think they can do it against the Browns. I'm actually going to pick the Rams. Let me find that game. There we go. All right, the game of the week. I think everybody's got this one circled. And this is, I'll have this dedicated on a single TV just to watch it. The Niners versus the Eagles. I'm so looking forward to this game. It's a potential NFC Championship preview. Two playoff teams who could go deep, and they're going head-to-head this week. Actually, it's a rematch of the NFC Championship last year that the Niners really never got because they lost all their quarterbacks at one point. So... Where to start? Let's go with the Eagles. How about that? They have the best record in the NFL. They've only got one loss, which was to the Jets. But they have not dominated a game that wasn't a bottom feeder team. They struggle to close games and either come from behind like last week where they needed overtime and some luck to beat the Bills, or they struggle to hold on to a strong lead and almost give it up like against the Cowboys. They do find ways to win. I can give them that. But I've been waiting for the shooters drop with that strategy, and I've been saying it all season, and it's always been being pro- it's being proven wrong each week. It just feels like it has to happen at some point. And I do think this is the week it happens. The Niners look all the way back. They're back to healthy with Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. That and Brock Purdy seems to be over his concussions, which I do think he was playing with during that three-game losing streak. I think they rolled him out there like the Dolphins did with Tua last season. I've got no way to prove it. There's my conspiracy. But besides playing the Ravens, or uh, besides the Ravens, the Niners look better than anyone. You could say those two are pretty neck and neck. Maybe even the same. But this is a test. The last couple of weeks, the Niners haven't played really tough teams, so I don't think they'll run away with it but I do think they win and they're fully back to that team, not only the NFC, but the NFL. It's back to that early season. It's their Super Bowl to lose at this point. And that creates all sorts of drama in the NFC because I think everybody's riding really high in the Eagles right now. For the Eagles, though, I just I think they've been flying too close to the sun for a while, and I've been saying that week after week after week, but they get their wings melted this week. Honestly, they might even next week too. They face Dallas again. In Dallas, I'm not saying the Eagles aren't good, but they could easily be on the other side of most of these games, and yet they've pulled out wins. It's last year's Vikings. I'm going to continue that comparison to the end, and especially if they get knocked out in the first round. So I do think the Niners take this one. I'm all hyped up on the Niners. I love seeing them back. Sunday night, we have got... Maybe my second game of the week. Maybe not for everybody. No, this is a pretty good one. Sunday night, we've got Chiefs going into Lambeau, taking on the green and gold in primetime. And I want to have hope again for the Packers like I did last week against the Lions. It's a lot harder this week. Now, the Chiefs offense has not been great this season, and the wide receivers have been really bad. On the other side of the ball, the Chiefs defense has been really good. 
That could be trouble for a Packers offense who's only had recent success. Last week, Packers played the Lions. Lions don't really have a good defense. At one point last week, the Raiders were up 14-0 on the Chiefs. But after that, the Chiefs remembered how to play football, and the Raiders did not have a chance in that game. But that's also the Raiders. What I'm, what I'm trying to do is talk myself into seeing a Packers win because I instantly am like, no, nah, it's the Chiefs, right? But the Chiefs have been beatable all season, so it's not out of the question. I don't think I'm being crazy delusional. Maybe I am. Maybe somebody listening will be like, no, nah, you are being hella delusional. Because maybe you don't even know that you're delusional when you're at that space. I don't, it's, I don't know. I like to think I'm realistic about what I'm trying to predict or think about what could happen. I just don't think it's out of the question. The Packers did look good last week, and they had a ton of players out. I went through the whole list last week. The Chiefs have had surprising losses this season. Week one to the Lions and the Mahomes flu game versus the Broncos seems like two teams they should beat and didn't. So I think I, think I can do it. I think the Packers could look surprisingly good if and Love is able to connect with Watson and to score one, maybe two. If the Packers are able to get to Mahomes and the Chiefs receivers drop passes, they might just let the Packers win by a narrow margin. I'm not saying they blow them out, but like it's just enough for the Packers to squeak out a win at home. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm taking the Packers. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm, I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. I do... I do think there's a chance. I'm not saying it's a dominant game. I'm just saying there's a chance they could do it. There's a chance, damn it. I said it last week. All right. We go into our final game of the week. We've got Monday night. We've got Jaguars, the Huecoars, and the Bengals. So it's a game. It's on TV. I don't know that I'm really excited about this one. The Bengals are bad, and the season is over, so it's not like I don't think you're going to see much fight out of them. Don't get me wrong. Players are going to try, but I they have to be feeling it too. The Jaguars, Jaguars, they're good, bad. Like, they're good, but also, like, they're not really good, and they're kind of bad. Like, uh, they beat the Texans last week, so they should beat the Bengals is kind of the math I'm doing. I think they do. But it's just not a particularly interesting game, to me at least. I mean, I'll watch it, but uh, you've got the Bengals who aren't playing for anything. Like I said, they're probably deflated and just getting through the season at this point. I guess I'm more interested in what Trevor Lawrence looks like because he's not having, like, stat-wise, a particularly good season. But the Jaguars are a playoff team, and they were uh, a big favorite coming into this season. I don't know. I've been so back and forth with this team. Like, every time I see him play bad, I go, that's the Jaguars I expect. Then they win, and I'm like, okay. Last week, I don't even know what to think because I would like to see that game played over with different ref crew. I've said that. A bunch of times last week. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really have much else. I'm going to take the Jaguars on this one. Find that one. Done. And I'm looking at this, and it looks like that was all the game since that's the last one. So, okay. I've got this plugged off into the, uh, plugged off. I've got this plugged into the playoff machine. So let's look at what the playoff standings are if the season ended after week 13. So if all my picks were correct... By next Tuesday or late Monday night, here's what you'd be looking at. And I can't believe, after what I just said about Jacksonville, what this looks like. Okay, let's start in the AFC. If all these games went the way I thought, Jacksonville would be the top seed. Then you would have the Colts playing the Dolphins. I would say the Dolphins would win that game. 
Then you have Cleveland playing Baltimore. So Cleveland gets knocked out in the first round, I would say. Then you got the Steelers playing the Chiefs. So there you go. On the NFC side, you've got Philadelphia as the first seed, which, I mean, it's only their second loss. It still gives them the best record in the NFL. So of course they are. But making their first entrance into the playoffs would be the Green Bay Packers at the seventh seed playing the second seed Niners. And I can't tell you the heartbreak that I saw when seeing that. Because, yes, I want wins. I want the Packers to be able to have a chance and make the playoffs. I do not want to see them get eliminated by the 49ers. I've seen that too many times. I've seen that story. I don't need to see it again. So I hope uh, that would change. And I'm just excited to see my Packers have a chance to make it into the playoffs. It was such a non-expectation season that went terribly wrong. And to see them by week 13, like, hey, if things all go right, you could be in there. All right, it's enough Packers talk, I'm, I'm sure, right? Then you would have the six-seed Vikings taking on the third-seed Detroit Lions. That could be an interesting game, and we don't know what the Vikings are going to look like. This is just based on Week 13. Obviously, we've got more football. Then you would have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Atlanta Falcons. That would be your playoff picture if it ends after Week 13, and if I'm right on 100% of my picks, which won't happen... I'm interesting to see which ones I get wrong, especially because I had nagging thoughts about the Seahawks and the Cowboys. I could be wrong as of tonight. I just, okay, let me play with it real quick. If I just flip that to the Seahawks, okay, if I flip that to the Seahawks just to have fun with it, it knocks the Packers out and the Seahawks are back in. So they are playing for something. <sighs> this makes me want to go back on it. But, you know, I'm just going to go with my original thought with the, the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win. So we'll see who upsets. We'll see how correct my picks were. We'll reflect that when we do the game recaps next week. But that is your game picks episode. It is a quick one for Thursday. Gives you enough time to listen to it, maybe during the game, after the game, or tomorrow just to relive and see if I was right or wrong. So make sure to like, subscribe, follow, Follow us on uh, all your podcast platforms so all our new episodes come out. We've been pretty inconsistent with it. I know. I can't promise it gets any better through the holiday season. Like I said, I've got a million holiday parties that suddenly popped up. So I know that's weekend stuff, but I do want to get a third episode out each week with different things, even if it's just fun, maybe not even totally sports-related. But I haven't done it so far yet, or the one I tried to do was such terrible audio quality, I didn't. So anyways, my goal is to have a third show each week, so that goes every other week. So Monday, uh, I record, it'd be out Tuesday, so Tuesday, Thursday, then Friday night, Saturday would be the third show. But until we get some consistency, just make sure to follow, and it shows up in your feed automatically. Check us out on social media. We are at Sports Force Pod on all of them. I'm about to get some new video equipment, so we should get a video coming up pretty quick. I'll go back to making TikToks and things. I just I did not like the quality that was coming out of it. So we will be doing that. I'm not going to have an episode later this week. This will be it for the week. So we will see you next week with the recaps after week 13. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.